On episode 387 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Gizmodo calls me a liar. The indie world is finally here, along with a whole bunch of indie games. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. This is Lloyd Hannison from beautiful Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and you're listening to the Nintendo Switchcraft Podcast. Welcome back. Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live live on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp or on Saturdays over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Tom. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you would like to leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show, that's super easy to do. From any device, any device at all, you can head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and I may even play it on the show. All right, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. All right, today was really going to is is going to be focused on the indie world, which is a video that just we just finished watching uh, a little bit ago. Uh, we watched it together on my uh, Twitch page, and if you want to see the live reaction of my uh, of me watching the indie world, you can you can check that out like right around here someplace. It'll show up on the screen if you're watching it on YouTube. Or, or you just if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp and you can find it there. Uh, but before we talk about the indie world thing, uh, it, a really weird thing happened last night. And I know this isn't necessarily Nintendo news, but it like it it bugged the hell out of me. And I just wanted to talk about it and get some things off my chest. So uh, I'm going to give you the whole story. Uh Recently, I had I had been on Reddit and I saw somebody saying, "Hey, uh, Nintendo said that if I bought my Switch after July seventeenth, I could turn it in and uh, to them, and they would send me a new one." And I was like, "Well, that's pretty interesting, but I'm skeptical if it's going to be true." So I picked up the phone and I started to call them, and I said, "You know what? I'm just going to record the call." just in case, uh, and then I'll edit out all the parts where I'm on hold or where I'm giving out my personal information, um, and, and then I'll post that as part of the podcast. And I did that uh, an episode or two ago, and uh, somebody at Gizmodo has had seen it, and then, well, actually, let me re- uh, rewind a little bit more before I get to the Gizmodo part. Uh, but then, fast forward a day or two, and The Verge said that they uh, that they talked to Nintendo and Nintendo denied this program for uh, new upgraded switch models. So basically what happens is um, some redditors said, hey, check this out. I got a I, I'm getting my switch upgraded for free outside of paying for shipping. Uh, I called and confirmed that with my phone call, which I recorded and posted to the podcast as well as my YouTube channel. Um, then the verge says, uh, we, uh, they contacted Nintendo and Nintendo said, there's no program like this at the same time, 
uh, Polygon contacted Nintendo, and Nintendo said, yes, they could confirm. In fact, it says right here, uh, where is it? Polygon contacted Nintendo's customer service department and verified those details with a representative. Customer service told us that r- customers would need to cover shipping and insurance costs and that customers should transfer their purchases to the new system using a Nintendo Switch online account. The exchange offer appears to be specific to customers in the U.S. and Canada. I was told that I could not exchange an older model For any limited edition versions of the Switch, just the two standard SKUs of the latest model with improved battery life. We go back over to The Verge, and their quote is, we do not, this is from uh, their their conversation with Nintendo. Uh, They said, we do not have a Nintendo Switch exchange program. We always want players to enjoy their Nintendo Switch systems, and if anything ever gets in the way of that, we encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com. For support or to contact our customer support team. Okay, so now we've got uh, conflicting arguments. We've got uh, the original Redditors saying that uh, they're going to get their Nintendo Switch. We've got my recording of me talking to Nintendo customer service uh, saying, uh, yes, this uh, July 17th thing is the real deal. We've got The Verge saying it's not. And now we've got Polygon saying that it is. And then on top of all that, Uh, If that wasn't confusing enough, uh, Gizmodo, uh, specifically Elise Stanley of Gizmodo, they posted an article basically parroting what uh, The Verge said, except they specifically called me out and said that I I faked my uh, call to Nintendo. Now, I just want to make sure everybody is aware, first off, my audio editing skills are pretty pretty decent, but they're not that good. There's no way that I could have faked that as nearly uh, and to make it sound like it did. Secondly, that would have also required me to find somebody else to record the other lines. I'm good at doing impersonations and stuff. I don't think I could do it that convincingly. And thirdly, I don't have the time nor the inclination to make up fake stuff in order to try and drive people to my podcast. I've been doing this podcast since the Switch was announced, and I've been podcasting for even longer than that. Switchcraft has been nominated for uh, a podcast award two years in a row. This is not the kind of thing that I would do because just really there's no return on the time investment that it would take. So that is just ridiculous. But this Gizmodo article, uh, where's the button here? There we go. Uh, They said... Uh, The unofficial and now unfortunately confirmed untrue offer was first noted on Reddit where users uh, claim Nintendo officials agreed to swap out their current Switch for a new model so long as they purchased the console upgrade after after it was announced on July 17th. One YouTuber, me, uh, even faked a recording of a Nintendo rep confirming this deal over the phone. Now... I screenshotted that and I tweeted it out and I said, uh, you know, Gizmodo is calling me a liar. And um, let me bring that up real quick. And sure enough, we got um, I got some replies. So uh, I said Gizmodo is accusing me of faking a call to Nintendo. And I I posted a screenshot and highlighted it. And then, um, you know, I got uh, uh, Bobby Blackwolf, who does a podcast. You you should check out his podcast. It's about general gaming, and he does it every week on Sunday. And I'm a fan of his. I've known him for 15 years or something like that. It's been a long time. Uh, But he said uh, they sure changed that wording pretty quickly. 
And on on his screen, it said one YouTuber even uploaded a recording. They didn't say that it, that I faked it. They said that it was a recording. But if I go back to their site, which I'm not going to do anymore, but if I go back to their site, it definitely still says faked. So there's conflicts about whether or not it says faked or is a recording. Uh, but this is, excuse me, this is an archive.today um, website that I have because I am not going to share the original uh, article back out because I don't think that they deserve clicks after calling me a liar. Uh, but, you know, I, I've got this article here and it says that I faked it and I didn't fake it. And I find that to be uh, really irritating and more than a little bit insulting. So uh, anyway, Gizmodo, you're a bunch of jerks. And I can, you know, and the people who are here who, um, you know, have gone through Gizmodo's website and they've come to my show and they see, uh, they see the thing and they think that I'm faking it. There's nothing that I can say to convince you otherwise, but there's just too much work that would go into faking it for some fake internet points on the internet. And sure, somebody might say, well, he's trying to get his YouTube channel noticed. Listen, I would love it if more people would notice my YouTube channel. I do. A, I, I work really hard on my podcast as well as my YouTube channel but I would never resort to faking stories. There's just too much actual Nintendo news to talk about. So anyway, uh, <laughs> my chat, the people in chat are asking me to play a, the jerk soundbite. So Gizmodo... Uh, well, let's get one thing straight, all right? You're a jerk. There you go, Gizmodo. That's for you. Uh, and uh, what a bunch of jerks. Uh, anyway, let's move on and talk about some uh, video games, because that's really what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about uh, my drama with, uh, <laughs> with um, oh my God, my brain stopped working. My drama with Gizmodo, uh, who, uh, you know, they suck, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, we just got done watching the new Indie World Showcase, and that's what the rest of the episode is going to talk about. But before we get there, I'm going to take a break, and we're going to hear from the sponsors. Actually, I'll probably only do one break today, so I'm going to throw all the sponsors into one break. But we're going to take a break, hear from our sponsors. When we come back, the, the Indie World Showcase uh, reveals the next slate of top indie games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Stick around. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back, and uh, if you didn't know, Indie World... Now, okay, before we get to it, I have a question. Has the Nindies been replaced, or is Indie World the new thing? Like, I am not sure. I'm a little confused. Like, they have the Nindies, and then they have the, they have Indie World, 
And what is the difference? What makes one game a Nindy and another game an indie world game? I don't know. But they showed off a bunch of games uh, on at, uh, at the Indie World presentation, uh, which live streamed globally today. And Nintendo highlighted a whole bunch of independent games that are coming to the Nintendo Switch very soon. Uh, some of them e- are even already on the eShop. Uh, and you know what? I got to say, the Switch is an absolutely... F- it's a dream console if you're a fan of indie games. There's so many fantastic independent developers and publishers making games that are on the Nintendo Switch that it's it's great uh, if, if you like that kind of thing. If you only care about AAA games, there's still stuff here for you. Although I would say you'd probably be better served getting an Xbox or a PlayStation if that's the case. But if you really, really like independent games and you want to be able to take your games with you, then the Switch is the place to go. All right, let's go through uh, the presentation. I'm going to try and do this uh, in under 20 minutes. I'm going to try and and cut it down so that I'm not talking about every single game. So if you want to see the full thing completely, uh, you know, without uh, anything from me, uh, go to the show notes over at runjumpstomp.com. Check out episode 387. I've got a link to both uh, the Indie World presentation from Nintendo as well as my first uh, live reaction to it. Uh, But let's talk about the games that they showed off because I think that there's a lot of really fun games in this list. I want to start with Superhot. Superhot is coming to the Nintendo Switch. If you don't know what Superhot is, it's this really, really strange uh, first-person shooter where the only way that... The way that the game works, and it looks like they don't have the video working for some reason, uh, but the way that the game works is you are in this really stylized world of red glass people and when you're playing the game only moves when you move so you can stop and look and make a decision about what you want to do and then start uh acting on it and it's got some really really cool visuals the thing that jumped out at me when i was watching it is is it seemed like the thing that they were showing i still can't get the video to come up it seemed like they uh they had made it so that you are dodging bullets with the uh, motion controls. That's the thing that that jumped out at me when I was watching uh, the video for Superhot. Uh, I think that that's really interesting. And Superhot is a game that I have not picked up on Steam or PS4 or anywhere else, really. I've, I've, I've always been interested in it, but I've never bothered to buy it. So maybe I'll pick it up this time. Because I've heard nothing but very, very good things about Superhot. Uh, so there you go. That's coming to the Switch. And the date that that is coming to the Switch, I'm bringing it up now. Oh, is right now. It's available now. So you can buy it right now for $24.99. Uh, they also mentioned the Hotline Miami uh, collection. Uh, oh, I got I got to put in an age to see this. Uh, there we go. I got to I got to prove that I'm old enough to see Hotline Miami and it's not letting me bring anything up on the Nintendo site about it. Okay, that's odd. Uh Hotline Miami it, c- it contains both games uh of the high octane uh Hotline Miami series and again, you can pick that up also today. Uh they also have an online multiplayer roguelike called Risk of Rain 2. I have heard of Risk of Rain and I've never played it or I think I don't I don't think I've ever even seen any footage of it. But what I saw in the trailer that they showed us today, and I gotta mute that. Hold on, where is that? There we go. 
Uh, what I saw in the trailer today was really interesting looking. Obviously, what they were showing isn't really gameplay, but they, they showed how, you know, you land on this uh, planet, you get loot, you fight monsters, and then you die and you do it all over again. And, uh, you know, as soon as you tell me that there's something that's a roguelike, that really gets my attention. And I think Risk of Rain 2 is definitely something that I had ignored previously because I knew nothing about it. And the uh, the Indie World Showcase uh, put it on my uh, list of games to pay attention to. Uh, so we are, they also showed off Ori in the Blind Forest. That's what they finished up the, the uh, live stream with. At the very end, they were like, one more thing. Here's Ori in the Blind Forest. This is the one thing that a lot of people were predicting, myself included. And the reason why everybody was predicting Ori in the Blind Forest coming to the Nintendo Switch was because it's a Microsoft-published game. Microsoft also published Cuphead, and then Microsoft went to the developers of Cuphead and they said, can you make this for the Nintendo Switch? And I know that there's going to be people out there who say, why would Microsoft bring games like Cuphead and Ori in the Blind Forest to a competing platform? Well, that's because Microsoft is the publisher of this game, and being the publisher of that game means that they make money every time somebody sells one of those games. So putting that game on as many platforms as possible makes a whole lot of sense. And the Nintendo Switch, while it is definitely a competitor to Microsoft, it's not a competitor to Microsoft Xbox in exactly the same way that PlayStation is. So it makes a lot of sense to me for Microsoft to bring these games to Nintendo Switch, if for no other reason than to make more money. Now, now that I've said all that, if you're like, what is Ori and the Blind Forest and why do I care? It is one of the coolest Metroidvania games that I have ever played. It's incredibly fun and the controls are really tight. It's also very, very pretty. What a beautiful game. Uh, you play as this little white glowing mouse creature. You almost look like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, except you are glowing white and uh, you have to go through the forest, and uh, it's a Metroidvania game. It's super, super good, and that comes out on September 27th this year, so you're not going to have to wait very long before you play Ori in the Blind Forest on the Nintendo Switch. It's definitely something that's on my wish list uh, for the Switch. However, I already own it on PC. It was gifted to me by a uh, by a viewer or listener, uh, and and I, I played it on, on Twitch, and I had a, I had an absolute blast. So I don't know that I'll buy it again, but I would really like to get a review copy so that I can compare it to the PC version and see how 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 well it plays on the Switch. And if I if I do end up getting a review copy, I, of course you guys will will find out uh, either here on the podcast or over on my YouTube channel, or hell, I may even stream it on Twitch again. All right, uh, they went what they went on to say uh, since the system's launch in 2017. Switch has become a go-to platform for indie developers. This is uh, Kirk, Kirk Scott. He's the indie partner manager of uh, publisher and developer relations over at Nintendo. He then goes on to say, with the diverse lineup of, of upcoming indie content showcased today, uh, Nintendo Switch owners could can look forward to expanding their digital libraries uh, with further quality of life. Uh, I'm sorry, with further variety of quality indie games to play at home or on the go. 
And then they listed off a bunch of games. Uh, so these are the ones that jump out at me. I'm not going to list all of them. Uh, I already talked about Risk of Rain, Super Hot. Uh, the next one that jumps out that I think is very, very exciting uh, is Torchlight. Now, if you have heard me talk about Diablo at all, then you know how much I like a good ARPG. And I got to say, Torchlight is a, basically a very, very kid-friendly uh, ARPG. Not to say that it's only for kids, but it is a kid-friendly one in, in, in that you can turn off the blood and it's not about demons and stuff, but it's it's got those same dungeon delves and it's got the same gameplay mechanics and it is really, really fun. Now, Torchlight 2, I've played just a little bit of, if for no other reason than when it came out, it's it's and I've talked about this on the show before, but I broke my elbow going for a run with my daughter one year and using mouse and keyboard is very painful for me. In fact, you'll see me uh, do uh, like whenever I'm live streaming or uh, making a YouTube video, I tend to straighten my arm and then fold it again a bunch. And that's because my elbow kind of locks up. Um, so playing WASD games is not something that I do very often, uh, World of Warcraft aside, uh, but playing those games, mouse and keyboard is not something I like to do. I very much prefer controller. So Torchlight 2 having, uh, access to a controller that is exciting to me. And that is going to be 20 bucks on uh, the Nintendo switch. It is available September 3rd. And that is very exciting because that is a fantastic game that you certainly do not want to sleep on. Uh, and look at this. The It looks like the uh, the port is by Panic Button, who did all those amazing ports of like Rocket League and Doom and stuff like that. So uh, you know that this is going to be a quality port. And it's a quality port of a quality game. Uh, it also has solo play as well as online multiplayer. And I believe the online multiplayer will, of course, require a Nintendo Switch online subscription. But Torchlight 2 is awesome, and I'm very, very excited about it. Another game that jumped out at me that I thought was very, very funny looking was Freedom Finger. It is a side-scrolling shooter that reminds me of games like R-Type, but at the same time, it has this really funny art style, and it's got a lot of crude humor, and overall, I just think that it's very, uh, overall, very funny looking. Uh, you, you are basically in a ship that is in the shape of a hand, and you are flying from left to right, shooting at things. And I just think it's hilarious. It's got voice acting from from uh, like Nolan North and Sam Riegel or Regal. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, but overall, I think the game looks funny. And it's definitely something that's on my list of things that I want to uh, check out. Uh, it made me laugh. Just watching the trailer made me laugh. Uh, the Tourist is another game that jumped out at me that I thought this looks really cool. It reminds me very much of Pokemon Quest and its art style, but uh, almost has like a Zelda vibe to it in the way that you go through the world and are uh, like solving puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, so The Tourist, it, it, I love the art style. Uh, the music that was playing in it was also really, really good. And I like the Zelda style gameplay, and I of course love the the shirt that the main character is is wearing. He's got this uh, Hawaiian shirt on, covered in Tetris blocks. It's just, it's it it looks very very interesting. That comes out on November fourteenth, so we've got some time before that one comes. But uh, the tourist looks fantastic, and I I'm looking forward to that one a lot as well. And that's that's going to be a recurring theme with this indie world is there's so many games that I'm looking forward to that they showed. There were very few that I 
that I was not looking forward to. Uh, one of the games that I'm not looking forward to is there's a skateboarding game. I'm trying to find the name of it. SK8. There we go. Um, Skater XL. Uh, when I when I looked at the the video footage, it just seemed to me like everything seemed flat. Like the lighting was was off, and the shadows were too soft, and and they didn't really. It it just felt very odd. And as I was watching it, I felt like I don't want to phrase this. I felt like this developer doesn't understand that you don't have to have photorealistic graphics to have a game that looks nice. And if they had gone for a more stylized version than this photorealistic uh, stuff, I think it would have uh, been much more appealing. Now, the gameplay may be awesome, but overall, I just feel like the look of this game is very muted and not interesting to me. And uh, I think that they would just be they'd be better off if they had gone with a different style for their art. But hey, guess what? It's art. It's subjective. And this doesn't appeal to me. Maybe it appeals to you. The gameplay might be awesome. I don't know. And there's no way for me to know without playing it. Uh, So basically, Skater XL, I'm not looking forward to it, but there might be a lot of people uh, that are. Uh, what other games really jumped out at me? Oh man, I think I yelled when this came up. Cat Quest Two. I played the first one. Uh, that game is fantastic, and it's if you never played Cat Quest, uh, first off, I've got an interview with the developer on my um, podcast, so you should check that out. Uh, secondly, I've got a review of the game on my YouTube channel. You should check that out. And thirdly, it's awesome, so you should check out Cat Quest. It's this. Almost top-down, three-quarters view uh, adventure game. Feels very Zelda-like, but it is filled with a world of cats. And the cats all make... They constantly make uh, jokes about being cats and puns, which was really impressive because the I spoke to the developer and his, his native language is not English. So in order to have all of those puns translated or localized... And have them land so well was really impressive. But Cat Quest 1 is awesome. And Cat Quest 2 comes out fall 2019. So we don't have very long to wait for Cat Quest 2. The the first one and this one, they share the same exact art style, which is almost looks like hand-drawn stuff. The the overall map, like when you're looking at the game, it feels like you're looking at an over overall map because there's like things like the Mew fields are labeled and stuff like that. But you're at, that's actually the gameplay uh, area. And this one is apparently co-op, which is really, really good. If you're looking for a fun game to play with a friend, uh, well, to play solo, I would say check out Cat Quest. Or you can uh, look at this. You can partner up, and they spelled that P A W for paw. But you can partner up with another player and play locally. And this is very Diablo-like, Zelda-like thing. And it's coming winter 2019. Uh, I'm I'm excited to check out Cat Quest 2 only because Cat Cat Quest One was so fantastic. Uh, let's see what else jumped out. Okay, Munchkin uh, Quacked Quest. Uh, one of the games that we play, uh, board games that we play around here quite often is Munchkin. And Munchkin is this uh, really weird card game where you are sitting around with the players and you have to work together to defeat monsters, but you want to be the one to get the killing blow on the monster so that you get the experience and you want to get to 
um, you want to get to level 10 first. And I've had so much fun playing Munchkin at the table. And now there's a video game version of it. Now, this is from Asmodee, which is the same company that is making a lot of board game uh, ports for the Nintendo Switch. I've not played the board game of Munchkin. I've only played the card game. So I can't really refer to that at all. But uh, if it's if if the humor in this game is anything like the humor that's in the card game that I've really, really enjoyed, uh, then we are in for a treat. We don't know when this is coming out. It says available is TBD. So we're going to have to wait and find out from Asmodee Di- Digital uh, when Munchkin Quacked Quest is coming. But I thought that that was very interesting. And overall, I think it's very cool. Uh, so there's a lot of games coming. I'm not going to go through any more of them. I will say this, Trine 4 uh, from Modus Games. If you've not played the Trine games, they're really fun games. The video of Trine 4 that they showed in uh, the indie spotlight or whatever it is that they call this thing, the, the colors just looked off. And overall, the, the textures looked bad. And the resolution looked low and everything just looked kind of muted and uh, almost dim. Uh, It just didn't look as good as I would expect. And while this is the Nintendo Switch, which is less powerful than other systems, I would say that the first Trine, which came out a very long time ago, looked better than this. So, uh, and this is just graphics. This doesn't have anything to do with gameplay. I just, when I saw what I saw... I just thought, oh, that's kind of disappointing because I thought that I thought that Trine was always a very pretty game, and on the Switch it doesn't look like it's very pretty. So uh, only time will tell what's going to happen there. I hope it it improves. But what are your games that you are looking forward to most? There's you can if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below. You can get a hold of me on email. Uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. And uh, apparently, uh, you can find me lying on Gizmodo all the time. So those are all, all the places that you can get a hold of me. I really appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with me. Let's wrap up this show. And that's not the right show notes. There we go. Let's wrap up the show, okay? Here we go. Oh, the new Atari 7800. We reinvented the video game. All right, become a part of the community over at the Nerd Nest. We call it the Nerd Nest. It's a runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me in the ways that I already said. Use that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft if you're getting a hold of me on Twitter so I know which show you're talking about. If you're looking for ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Speaking of other shows, uh, today... At 12.30, if you listen to this before then, which not likely, most people download it the next day. But if you're listening to this before then, uh, make sure you go over to youtube.com slash StadiaCast. I also host um, uh, StadiaCast, which is a podcast all about Google Stadia. And they are doing their uh, pre-Gamescom coverage uh, of uh, Stadia Connect number two. And I will be co-streaming that as well. So make sure that you check that out and uh, subscribe over there and hey subscribe on the youtube channel as well uh so all right the music you are hearing right now is corneria star fox remix by note block if you're having trouble finding that corneria star fox remix by note block find them on youtube i'm out of here you guys stay awesome goodbye